This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're still up here in the mountains, believe it or not, and it looks like we're in rain. I've been doing my rain dance. seemed like it was helping. Started seeing a little bit of lightning, and um, it sprinkled a little bit, but I, I don't know. Do you think it's going to do much? Well, about once a year, it just pours through and just for about 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, wets it up real good. You have to hold the mic like hold up here. Hold it closer. Oh, yeah. Johnny's got the good uh, podcast voice, the deep voice. Eh, so. All right, so... <clears throat> Uh, let me say this real quick. I haven't put this on the last po- couple podcasts, but check out guys, uh, Yukum Nuba. They've been a big uh, help and sponsor to us, Feeding Rocky, for the last almost year now, I think. Good dog food. It's got uh, all the good stuff in it. It's got glucosamine and chondroitin, which is really good for dogs' joints. Uh-oh. That's I don't know. Funny. I mean, kind of curious if they can hear the rain in the background. I can hear it through your... Uh, can you hear it through the head? It. <laughs> it's no, coming and going. So if you're listening on here and you haven't listened to the last couple of podcasts, we're up here in the mountains camping, having a good time with friends and family. For usually we come up between five to days to fourteen days, depending on how long you get off work. But are you here the rest of the week? Uh, I got off till Saturday or Sunday. Oh, I gotta okay. go back to work next Monday, so I got another week. Okay, cool. Well, let me say this first off before we get going, guys. Uh, Johnny, Johnny has a channel, Fall Assassins. Probably a lot. Of, I'm sure quite a bit of you guys from uh, that watch are. YouTube channel, Mid Valley Mercenaries, watch uh, Foul Assassins. He's a California duck hunter and got a channel too. And I've been wanting to sit down and do one with him. We've been talking about it for probably three or four months. months. <laughs> yeah, maybe more now, probably six or seven. But up here has been perfect because everybody's been up here and we just, it's a perfect time and it's a beautiful setting. I'm sure that you that are watching the channel are liking <laughs> seeing the nice tents in the background. We need to do one down by the river. I just, it was starting to rain and I didn't want to move the stuff down there. But, anyways, so. 
Johnny, what what year was it that you got into duck hunting? Uh, I got in in 2016, uh, first semester at college in town. And Colton was like, "Hey, skip skip your class today and come out duck hunting." It's dead of November in his afternoon, and we headed out. Went to Dollar Tree, stocked up on snacks and drinks, and they're like, "All right, we're going out to a pond. We've killed tons of ducks." And it's like 95 degrees. I'm carrying stuff, pushing a cart. We all head out there. Super long walk, and uh, we got out there. And I think we spent all day out there. Didn't even see a duck. That's some crazy thunder. I know. Getting loud. Didn't see one duck. No, I didn't. And I had nothing fly. I would just look around like, okay, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, you gotta come again. So I'll go again. And I think I went two or three more times before I shot a duck. And it was uh, went with Travis and Talon and Colton and uh, Greenwing Teal. Okay. So we got. That was your first duck? Yeah. Right on. And then after that. What you what'd you have then for a shotgun? Did you? Uh, my Dickinson 212SR. Oh, you had that then? Okay, right Did you now. buy it before season started? or? Well, they're like, you got to get into this. So I went and got a shotgun at Big Five. And it's actually the one I'm still using. Okay, yeah. It's that's not good. That's not the one, though, you put that red dot on, is it? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, no, it no, is? The red dots, that's a different one. Okay. They're both Dickinsons, but... We were talking about that. He's, he's You got that... Uh, th- that is a Dickinson, though, isn't it? Yeah, they're both Dickinsons. Okay, it's more like a home defense gun. Uh-huh. But we were shooting clays up here, and actually, it was, it was you never missed. I shot better than that with my duck guns. I'm yeah. highly considering taking out a You got to do it. I know, I'm going to. So Johnny's got a YouTube channel, too. Like, I kind of said that a second ago, but he's got a channel called Foul Assassins. And it's the same kind of like ours, just family and friends. We just go out there in California public land, duck hunt. And so you guys got to check that out if you do watch YouTube videos. And uh, go check him out. Do you still have a Facebook or anything? Uh, I got off Facebook and Instagram. It's too much to keep up with. I didn't enjoy it. I did the same thing. (laughs) I didn't. If it was really going to grow, and if you guys hear rain in the background, it is starting to... It's pouring. I'm I'm sure that's got to be picking that up in the mics. It's beautiful, though. It's like a thunderstorm because it's sunny in some spots, and then it's black overcast. But we're in a trailer. Are you in a tent? I'm in a tent. We'll see how me, that goes. me and Colton's in a tent. It's probably soaked right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you have done some things, and I wanted to go over this, that I'll, people that have been hunting for a very long time haven't done. Right place, right time. And one of those is the trifecta. Yes. That was actually my second year. Uh, me and Colton hunted all morning at local refuge. It was a hard, it was a hard one to get onto. It was the closest one to mm-hmm. us. And uh, we hunted all morning, literally didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Colton's like, Colton had to go back to work. I had the day off. Mm-hmm. But he went home. I was like, I'm going to drive out and see if I can't do anything. I pulled up. And I think it was the second or third person on the whole refuge. So I walked out to my favorite pond and just sat up. And uh, there's just teal everywhere. Do you, do you remember that? I think it's on your channel, that really windy day. Yes. It that was, was the same it day? It was the Wednesday before that Saturday. Oh, okay. There. It, was, okay. it was insane. But okay. I set up, I had two alleys with the toolies, and teal were just funneling through them. And Drake Greenwing came through, popped him. Another Drake Greenwing. And uh, I seen another one come through, and I was like, oh, that's a blue wing, Drake blue wing. Mm-hmm. And he came through. I fired two shots, missed, and he was flying away, and I hit him on the third. And about 15 minutes later, Drake Cinnamon flew by, just right that same alley. Teal all day long, fun through. So I had that. And I was thinking, man. Did you know about the tril- tri- teal trifecta then? Yeah, I was I was marking everybody on our on our chat, and I didn't have no service. It was like, and it wasn't going through. It was, nothing's going through. Ah. I was like, okay, this is only my like halfway through my second season. Like I know this isn't right to be <laughs> shooting this. <laughs> huh. And then uh, got that one, and uh, I had I think I got six that day, but 
I had with my last shell missed a Drake Pintail. Oh, I would have had a good limit. Wow. So you had the blue wing, the cinnamon, and the green wing. What else did you have? More probably green wings. Or uh, something? I had a hen spoonie, another green wing. Yeah, I think I had all teal and a hen spoonie. Is what I had. Shabala. Yeah. That, that's that's incredible. Now you've done it twice, haven't I did, you? I did the year after that. It was I think it was one of the first hunts of December. Um, I wasn't gonna go. We had a party or something the night before. I was like, I ain't going tomorrow. There ain't no use because it's super slow. Mm. And Austin, Colton, and Connor talked me into going with them. So I went out there. Yeah, I remember that. You had that on video too, right? I had that one on video. The first one I didn't, I was like, I ain't videoing today. I'm just right. going to go out there and hunt. But the second one, um, trying to think I went. We were all just in this. It was super foggy and teal were just trickling in, in and out. And I remember first thing in the morning, I shot Drake Cinnamon. Uh, I shot Drake Green Wing. And we were all talking. Like, oh, it'd be funny if a blue wing flew by. We hadn't seen none all season. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting over to the left in a little tule patch. And Colton was on my right on the corner. And two teal came funneling low over the water. I didn't see what they were. I just seen them coming through. I heard I heard Colton shoot and his gun click. It jammed. Oh. And I doubled. And as soon as it hit the water, Colton was like, Drake blueing. Uh, he was no. so mad. <laughs> he was, he's like, I hate my Benelli. Yeah, that's where the bitterness started, wasn't it? Is then that click right there. He, he does it all the time with his Benelli. Yeah, he's we like, actually, when we did a podcast, we were talking about that Benelli click. His, he has a lot of problems with that Benelli. Yeah. They kind of all have, though. I know. I haven't really met anybody who didn't have problems with their Benelli. Yeah. I don't want to be say too much, though, so, because <laughs> people start getting mad at you. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Every gun has a still. But, um... So the till, so you got the one till trifecta on video. What's the name of that video? Do you know if anybody wants to go check that out? Uh, honestly, I think it's just till trifecta. The till trifecta. Yeah, it was. Uh, Are you you're holding all three? I'm of holding them up, all aren't three. You? I'm in like huge baggy waders. I lost my belt that day, so it's mm-hmm. like I'm 300 pounds in the picture. Yeah. But it's pretty easy to find it. Well, you um on that hunt, uh, how'd you know what the till trifecta was? Is it because you were with Colton and Tom? They were kind of telling you because. Yeah. How, how would you even, well, if you were actually, that new of hunting, how would you even know that I that was? I hunted a ton my first season. As soon as I got into it, I went with Colton and Talon and Travis any time mm. we got. Um, I just slowly learned what it was. And then in the off season, like, I just indulged in everything you duck did. hunting. Yeah. I just learned, learned, every, it. learned everything I could. And then by the time, next season, I kind of knew what, like, the main things were that were good. And just when I sh- shot that, I already knew what it was. I knew it was a good thing. I didn't realize how good it is it mm-hmm. now. But Yeah, you may never do it again. Yeah, that I mean, twice is way two years in a row. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good thing that you say that. And I want it for the listeners, some younger guys. That's shows. That's the best thing you could have did is research and in the off season and learn. Like if that's something you're gonna be passionate about and you really like doing, take the time to learn and read and search and. Yeah, I mean, I was on the internet and YouTube all the time looking up every duck species, like everything about them, their calls, um, anything having to do with duck hunting. Like I was just, I took it all in mm-hmm. that summer. It helped me a lot, but like it didn't help me as much as uh, actually being out in the field because you can read about how ducks right. fly and what they right. look like, but until you're out there, you don't really. Like now, I feel like I can look in the sky and identify most of the ducks that mm-hmm. are flying around, mm-hmm. whereas before I couldn't do that. Yeah. And th- you know what's funny is so you've been hunting for four seasons? Uh, yeah. This, this upcoming is going to be my fifth. Okay. I hunted with Travis for a long time, but I don't know. I never really took the time to like learn id them quickly because travis has incredible eyes anyways he can literally he really does he can see so far out there it's not normal see a speck in the, oh, i used to think he was spoonie. just full of baloney but then i realized i was like he legitimately can see far like he really could he can yeah but it's funny his close vision isn't very good but anyways um he would do that and i had been hunting for a little while and he'd be like 
Uh, Rocky's over there wanting to get into the food on the table over there. Need to get him in the video. I know. But um, yeah, like, how are you identifying him that far? And now I can do that, no problem. And Jake was telling me the other day that he can't. He doesn't know how we're doing that. But yeah. so I, what I was thinking was is the fact that you can identify that good really not that long. That's pretty good. Like it could tell that you took your time to really try. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to take it all in. I was out there just trying to figure out. But how it went for me was when first season, it was just identifying ducks, how they flew. Because I've never been out. I never seen ducks, ducks mm. flew or anything. So I just got that down. Second year was like IDing ducks when you shot them. Um, my third year, I kind of started to pick up on sounds and or their like their calls mm-hmm. and seeing what they are in the air. But this last year, I felt like I could really, when I see them flu- flying, I could tell what they were even at a distance. Mm-hmm. But it was like went in that order pretty much. Yeah, and that sounds about like what it usually is too. So you so you said your second year identifying meaning once you've shot him, you're looking at me. Once can, I shot him, I could kind of figure it out. Or if I seen him flying really close, I could see what they were. Yeah. But as far as like now, I feel like I can hear duck and kind of pretty much all time. No, not all the time, but you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I kind of identify what it is. Um, as far as the flying goes, it. If they I mean if they're super far away, I don't tell. Mm. But if, that's, you know, the, if, that's the hardest part. If, if they're in range, like I can tell. Oh, there's a pintail. There's right. a spoonie. There's a yeah. mallard. You can just kind of tell. Yeah, yeah, and that's good that you got got used to it that fast. Um, what's what do you think is probably one of your craziest stories that you've had duck hunting so far? Uh, I got the teal trifectas are pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, nothing spectacular I can think of. I mean, not right now, anyways. Yeah. Um. Last season, opening just like day, maybe your most memorable. Uh, some of the most memorable I've had, probably the most memorable. Uh, three top hunts was I went with my dad to that one refuge, just so foggy, and we shot a limit of all drakes. Mm. Um, we had all kinds of ducks there. Um, I went with me and my uncle Barney to that one. It's I can't remember what they call insane bag of ducks. Mm-hmm. We just oh, yeah. shot everything. That was cool. That we was were there cool. that day, weren't we? Yeah, you somewhere guys, else? I think you guys are in another pond mm-hmm. somewhere away from us. You guys but one, one of the funnest hunts I think I remember was, uh, I think it was last year. It was me, my Uncle Barney, my dad, my grandpa went out there. We shot like almost four limits. My Uncle Barney shot that banded pintail. Mm-hmm. My grandpa shot that Ross goose. It you was, were right next to us. I know. <laughs> I that heard, was an awesome. Yeah, you and Jake and Nathaniel were set up over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Nathaniel was sitting over here. But, um, yeah, that, that was... Uh, I was watching you guys. I've never heard Barney. Was that what Barney screaming? He was screaming. I've never heard Barney. Like, I was like, I never, something must be good. For him I've never do. seen him that excited. That's cool. And then he didn't and, believe and, my dad. And coming from a guy that has big game hunted, and you too, yeah. have big game hunted your whole life and shot incredible, massive deer and just done incredible things. You did, Sheep hunts, he's a guide. You guys, you guys have had him, heard him on this uh, podcast. Uh, the one we did where the black uh, was the grizzly bears and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a great podcast. For him to get that excited just proves I've never seen him that excited. Yeah, I mean he lives for hunting. Mm-hmm. Duck hunting is like he said it's cool. He said um, you can't really go through life and find something when you're halfway through it that like just have a passion for again. But mm-hmm. he said he has that. I mean I got into it full yeah. force as soon as I did it because it's so much fun. Yeah, because how old is your uncle Barney? I want to say forty eight or forty nine. And he got into like two or three years. Uh, uh, two years ago? I took him out on opening day two years ago, and that was a very good opening day. He was yeah. hooked after that. Yeah, and he didn't have a gun. He didn't. <laughs> so he, he was, was, what was that, uh, Shay's gun? Well, him and Shay got their hunting license, and he just figured he'd bring the gun out here and let Shay shoot, and they ended up taking turns. And at the <laughs> end of it, he was like, give me the gun. <laughs> <laughs> when he realized how fun it really was. Yeah. 
Because well, it was you first, and then was it your dad? Yeah. And then so little, I Uncle went Barney? the first year. Next year, I took my dad out. He got he got to where he liked it. Next year, my Uncle Barney and all my siblings, my grandma, yeah. they're all in it. Now. And now there's just so much. So many. There's people. just so many people at <laughs> Duck Hunt. And it's a cool, like, Travis always teased and said, look what I've created, the monster. And I was like, yeah, I mean. He was the original. He was, yeah. I mean, Randy Hoffman was, I guess, the one that took him, his Uncle Randy. And then I don't really know anybody else. My dad took me when I was, like, nine, but I didn't shoot. I was just out there, you yeah. know, so. But, um, I mean, it, how much do you, I mean, how, how much do you like it? I know you like to big game hunt, too. But, I mean, what is it you like about duck hunt? Let me say it like that. I like duck hunting because you can go out. Because I've been game hunting my whole life in California. You don't see stuff every time you go out. Right, yeah. My my biggest thing about it is you can go out, and it's just as exciting every time almost because you're actually seeing you're seeing all the birds work, fly around, and you're just getting action all day. Even if mm -hmm. you're not shooting, you're consistently seeing birds everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's what I like about it. Yeah, that's basically my same thoughts too. So this isn't about duck hunting, but I just thought if I wanted to get this on the podcast, tell us your bear story. from Was that last year, right? Two years ago. Was that two years ago? It Man, was. Time flies. That does go by fast. Yeah. Um, basically, I went out. I had a, a tag on East Side California. It's about four hours away from where we live. Um, first weekend, I went up with Colton Talon. I passed on a lot of bucks. And next week, week, next weekend, I had nobody to go up there with. Uh, so I go up there by myself, and uh, I'm driving down. I got my Toyota, so I can go down any little road. I go down to the farthest road I can find, and I just hit a dead end there. And what kind of drew me over there was there's a nice canyon of glass for deer. And right there is a weird, it's just a really marshy looking leafy vegetation. Like, this is different. So uh, I go out there. I go out of my truck, take my gun. This is weird because honestly, my whole life deer hunting, if I'm just going up on a hill to glass, I don't take my gun. Because I, I got a 3378 Weatherby and that thing weighs like 13 mm -hmm. pounds to look around. So uh, I walk out. I have my gun with my binoculars. And I'm glassing over this canyon. And scanning over with my binoculars, and I go over and I see this brown in, in my uh, binoculars. I put him down. There's about a 200-pound black bear. He's about, I want to say, about 15 yards from me, just standing up. And I was when you had your binoculars up, you seen him? <laughs> I was glassing around like this, and I like stopped and put down my binoculars. There's a bear right there. <laughs> oh, I was dude. like, man. So everything went brown or black, and then you're like, what's yeah, going on? Here? So, um, I'm just sitting there because I'm expecting to run away because any bear I've ever seen ran away. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, have my gun cocked and ready, just like, go away, bear, like yelling at him. Just in case. And he starts getting aggressive, puffing his chest, his head's going, he's breathing real loud and kind of growling. Was, and the brush I was in, the sagebrush was up past my belly button. I mean, mm -hmm. it was tall. So, I mean, I couldn't run away where I was because I was far enough from my truck to run across, so I'd fall. And he mm -hmm. just, so <laughs> I didn't want to take a chance, so I just I shot him right there and mm -hmm. dropped him. Um. So my thing was like it was self-defense because I right. so I run in town to get a bear tag. I was like I'm gonna tag this thing. I go back. I uh, I take my gun again and I was like I can take my gun. I'm just a skin out. And then I was like oh I need a picture. So I'll, I'll take that over there. So I set up my uh, phone, get a picture, and I start skinning this thing out. And uh, so how it, I was ranged was a bear in front of me. I skinned out and around a big sagebrush bush. I put my gun over there. That's how I walked over and set mm -hmm. it down. Uh, well, I'm scanning this thing out, and I hear something behind me. I turn around, and there was another black bear. He was standing up, and this he was actually growling and huffing and puffing and just roaring kind of. How far was it? What was that one? When I turned around, because I, I walked it so all. So you heard it? I heard it, and I turned around. As you're scanning this bear? Yes, yeah, so I'm scanning this one bear. Another bear comes up behind me. Um, 
So this thing, because I, I stepped it off afterwards, but he was 12 yards behind me when I seen him. And I didn't have my gun. Um, <coughs> had no bullet in the chamber. It was all in the magazine. And I don't know if anybody has a, a bigger caliber gun, like 3378. Those shells don't jack in. Like, you have to, it's hard to get him. Yeah. In. So by the time I seen him, he drops and starts running through the brush. And I just whip around. I grab my gun and in one. And he's running through the brush at you. He's coming through the brush at me, growling. Yeah. And I turn and in one motion, I just grab my gun, cock it, and I lift up through my scope until I seen Brown. I just shot. Um, hit him right in the head, and he was. When I mapped that off, I just dropped him instantly. But when I mapped that off, he was just under seven yards in <laughs> front of me. <laughs> Just running full blast at you. Just running. He couldn't run as fast as he could, like, on regular ground, because even the sagebrush is thick for them. They yeah. have to go through the little paths in there. Yeah, yeah. But that I think that was the only thing that saved me right there, because oh he had dude. to go, because he stood up on a little ledge. <laughs> he came around, and uh, I shot. And is is weird, because in the moment, I was cool as could be, and just my thoughts were about me. As soon as I pulled the trigger and seen him drop, I my whole body just went to limp. quiver and shaking limp. I think the first thing is like just a deep breath. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and he just fell. Um, at that point, I had a mess because I had two bears there, but I got it all straightened out. Yeah. Um, left there. I didn't want to take another chance. But right. uh, went there. That's crazy. Uh, I hunted the evening because I was like, I had a deer tag. I'm over for four hours. I'm going to go hunt deer mm-hmm. again. Uh, seen a couple doe that night, but after that, just went home. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty adrenaline filled that's so crazy how adrenaline works too because sometimes adrenaline will make your heart pound and you'll almost not be able if everything feels slow motion that but, honestly that's what it was like but did that i mean sometimes i've had adrenaline where you said you're as calm your heart rate's not up it's cool as collective yeah that wasn't like i wasn't freaking out like my yeah. whole body just, it was i was completely calm like in my mind like okay if i want to live i have to shoot this thing right now yeah or else i've never had this happen before though when i first seen that People will say their life will flash before their eyes. Really yeah, yeah. Quick. That happened for a split second. I really? Never, did. I, I never experienced that. And then it, it just went viral quick, and then it, it just kind of phased out, and then I was back there again. I just that is trippy. It. I wonder why it does that, because I've actually experienced that a couple times. Because I've heard that, and I was like, I wonder if that's really true, and then I can say no, it so is you So you did have that happen to you? Yeah, it was. It's just, like little flashes of memories or something. Just random memories from yeah. your life, and just quick flash. It was like a half second, a second long, and then you just snap that's out of crazy. it. That's crazy. But... Yeah, it was makes makes for a good story now. Yeah, all right, right. I killed two bears, Trevor. Because I mean, the one didn't charge you yet, but he's about to. He was just acting super aggressive. I didn't yeah. want to take a chance because I was in a. You position. think they had a den right there or something or so what? So this is what I was gonna get to. Um, last summer, me, Colton, Town, and Adam go back up there because I want to see if because one of the bears was still there. I want to see if the skull was there. That second bear was around 300 pounds or more. Was he, it really? He's a huge black bear. Oh, so that was definitely the male then. It was, yeah, the first one was a female, mm-hmm. it was a sow, and then the second one was a big boar. So I don't know if, I don't think they were, it was mating season because it was October, but they were just both aggressive. But we walked back down in there last summer and just bones riddled everywhere through there and fresh bear tracks in there too. I don't know if that's just a constant haven for bear that passed through. Hmm. But one of the tracks seen was a monster bear track in there, and just bones everywhere scattered. Deer, um, there were some cow bones. Looked at it was, it's an odd. It's the only place in that area I found that's like that. It's its own little habitat. That is right weird. There. That's I weird. I, I want to plans to go back. I want to go back there and see if I can just 
blast one out and shoot another one. And that's there. a hard place to get a tag, right? Where you got that one. It's going to be a while before you get another one there, isn't no, it? No, for bear, so you buy a bear tag, it's actually statewide. Okay, for bear, for, it's easy, for, but for not deer, right? All D zones and X zones, it's actually open season on bear. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, but for deer, though, it's a little tough to get a tag, right? If I remember right. Yeah, for deer, it's about a three, four year tag. That's not too bad. We put in, me and my dad and sisters put in as a group. And uh, we drew it as a party tag, but I think the only uh, one so that, which helps, right, get you drawn yeah. a little bit easier. Uh, Cheyenne shot a buck. Olivia shot a buck. And I actually have on that video. I dropped that one, but I hit him in that. It's called no man's land on a deer. It's right in between the lungs and the backbone, just tissue. Goes right there. It'll knock them down. They'll just go off and be fine. I thought that was that was you that shot that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Olivia. No, Olivia shot a deer. Oh, she got her buck. She got hers. I shot mine. It dropped. You had that on video, right? I had yeah, it dropped. Just like fold, a rock. folded up, and Dad's, oh, he's dead. Let's go get him. Yeah. While we're walking over there, we see him hobble over the hill and, and just take off again. And there's absolutely no blood on the ground. There's <laughs> one drop. It just It's that perfect point on a deer or yep. an elk or anything. It just goes straight through. doesn't cause him any harm. What a heartbreaker. Yeah. It was, was it a nice buck? It was a nice little three-point. It wasn't no monster. Mm -hmm. It was the last weekend. I was holding out. I could have had bucks before that the previous three weekends, but I just wanted something nicer. Yeah. Um. That one was pretty cool, though, because we went in the morning. I spotted him and a couple of the deer, and me and Dad made the plan to go down in the afternoon and see if we get up on him. Plan it worked out. Ev everything was absolutely perfect about it. He just I shot right in that zone. I mean, if it would have been an inch higher, would have spined him. Inch lower, would have been a double right. lung shot. It's, it's wow. odd place. So how far, <coughs> excuse me, how far of a shot was that? I believe that was about 440. 440. 440 to 450, now explain there. that to the people listening because there's a big debate. I don't know if you, you've probably seen it, how people oh. saying 300 to – because you guys have killed things up to seven, 800 yards, if not more. Yeah. But you guys are – it's crack shot, dead, and it's not It's not that they try it. You guys always want to get as close as you can to the yeah. game, but there's times you can't do it. So explain that to why sometimes those shots are taken like they are. So I've, I've even got a lot of backlash over this on Olivia's deer because she shot hers at 430. I shot mine at 450, I think. But it's not, a, people say it's unethical. Uh -huh. These guns, but nobody really knows about a 3378. Um, 3378 in the 70s is actually the the Army's uh, official sniper round. Oh, was it? It wasn't um, It wasn't legal for civilians to own until about the early 90s, and that's when my family all picked them up. But um, you can easily hit anything you want up to 1,000 yards. We have mm -hmm. those Leopold turrets mm -hmm. and do it. And we got the loads to do it. I mean, it's not like we're just going out there and just popping shots off things. Like, we know. We've trained with them enough. We know exactly. Right, right. It's not because there's some people. I went guiding with my dad in Wyoming. I mean, there's a guy. He said he will not shoot anything over 150 yards, the 300 yards. And then there's I went with another guy. I seen him drop a bull elk at 1,100. Wow. It's just a matter of if you're well, comfortable yes. with it. It's, and that's the same thing with the duck hunting. Yeah, the twenty yard, forty yard thing. People are saying forty yard sky busting. You know, oh, that gets on my everlasting. Oh, it does. I, I know, it does. I hate that word. Actually, the, the long range uh, rifle shooting, it's all. It's nothing unethical about it because you can make just as bad a shot as a hundred yards. It's mm -hmm. all about who's comfortable at what range, mm -hmm. and just depends on every person. I mean, you're not going to have a perfect opportunity at every range, but right. obviously, you're not going to go cracking shots at a thousand yards just to just uh, to do it. Just to do it. I mean, you're. No. I shot one uh, in Colorado. It was 826. But, I mean, I had a perfect um, lay down on my backpack, completely solid. The buck was bedded down broadside. I mean, we, were all, crazy, we, dude. we were all shocked I hit that. But yeah. 
that was like I had a completely comfortable position. I was comfortable with the gun, um, just shot it. But like same thing with duck hunting. If you're capable of shooting to forty to fifty mm-hmm. and you're deadly at it, it's not nothing unethical about. Yeah, what's that. unethical about that? That's why I try to explain to people because you know, the Flyways Collective, that group of guys, it, you know, there's always been, there's there's ribbing going on. It's I don't think it's too serious. I mean, it may be ser- more serious than I think, but I think it's more just ribbing than anything. But it's like, you know. I've seen guys cripple birds and still watch them fly off at 20 yards. Maybe it's not as much, but it still happens. I mean, I've winged birds 15, 20 yards, and yeah. they still fly. You can't yeah. do nothing about it, just however yeah. the shot placement was. Exactly. And yeah. they could still be hurting out there, and you could say that's unethical, but exactly. I don't mean to get off on this topic, but it's just it's it transfers everything, just like you said, just those long-range shots. You know, I've seen that so much, like, oh, that's so cheap. It's just something for people just to like argue Just like, bro, Rob, about. we did that one with him a little bit ago, Rob Cowden. Talking about the bear hunting, they're saying dogs, you know, using dogs is unethical because, you know, that's that gives that's a fair, unfair advantage. It's like, man, you don't always catch them, though. They exactly. Don't, you know? I mean, yeah, that's lucky. Hunting means hunting, not catching or shooting, you know? You may never even... you. How many days do we spend out there not shooting nothing versus when we do shoot something? Multiple. <laughs> Especially on big game hunts. Exactly. Because you got... I mean, that's... I've grown up elk hunting, and that... I mean, you go for... I, don't, I can't tell how many times I went for two weeks... And, and not, never shot never nothing. Shoot. And maybe not even see nothing. I mean, if, if hunting was just going out and killing, then everybody would be doing exactly. it. Exactly. It, it's the slow days that make you appreciate the good days mm-hmm. when you're hunting. Yeah. All that. The journey there. That's what we've talked about so much on this podcast is the journey to to success is really the part you talk about, not necessarily the kill. It's like, okay, that was cool. You talk about that for five seconds. I shot this. I shot that bear. But the whole process lead them to you getting charged by those two bears. The day that's that's the, the part. that's the funnest part. Like I remember this last duck season, we hunted I had a slow season all season until the last month and like three hunts. Um most notable was uh me, my Uncle Barney, my grandpa, and Shane. We went hunting. Uncle Barney drew number one at one of the more premier refuges. I mean I already I made a f- uh, point that day, like I'm not gonna shoot teal or spoonies. I just want to shoot um, mallards, witches, and pintails. And all day long, we were all we'd let them come in close. And I think we ended with a ton of good ducks. But that was just fun all day. We sat there all day, just waiting for the good opportunities to come by. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the funnest hunts I've ever been on too. Yeah, that was an incredible hunt. It was fun. I was jealous on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was an incredible hunt. That was my most. That was last year, right? Uh, yeah, last or actually this January. Oh Six well, yeah, ago. yeah, last season, but yeah. January, yeah, yeah last was season. that was crazy, and I I didn't blame you one bit because I remember keeping up with the Marco Polos, and I was like, I would not be doing, I would do the same thing you guys are doing because you don't go somewhere like that and just no, I mean, and I, had, I, I think you were out there a little longer than normal because of that. You could have probably limited out so quick in the morning, but you I, guys were being we patient. We all could have limited out quick, but yeah. like I waited all day t- for shots and ducks I wanted. I think I ended up with two Drake Mallards, three Drake Widgeon, and Drake Pintail. The only duck Perfect. I passed on that was. I actually passed on was like a premier Drake Spoonie, and now I wish I would just would have shot it. <laughs> <laughs> just ah, just, just the a, cherry on top. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's uh, almost that thirty minute mark. Uh, thanks for coming on. I, we're gonna probably do another one here yeah, before the before the camping trip's over. I got a couple more days up here, so got a lot more guests coming on and having a good time. It nice. Everything's nice and wet now. Hopefully, Rocky's staying dry over there under that tree. But uh, thanks for coming on here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a All blast. Right. Check out his channel, guys. Uh, Johnny Helton, uh, Foul Assassins. See you next time. <laughs>